Hey, y'all, you're listening to the Join the Journey podcast. To learn more about today's reading or to read along with us, check out jointhejourney.com. Hey friends, my name is Trevor Evans. I'm the men's single adults coordinator and I'm taking over in the podcast studio again today. That's right. Back to back days and back to back chapters. Yesterday in James 4, we got into some pretty heavy stuff, touching on the dangers of compromising faith for the sake of befriending the world. You can take a sigh of relief because today will be a little bit lighter. Although after my time with the Lord in James 5, I am walking away with some conviction that I'd like to share with you. Uh, it's still going to be a little bit lighter than it was yesterday. So let's start by reading the first few verses and dig a little bit. So James 5 verse 1 says, Come now, you rich, weep and howl for the miseries that come upon you. Your riches have rotted and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver have corroded and their corrosion will be evidence against you and will eat your flesh like fire. You have laid up treasure in the last days. If you got past here without pausing and asking what's going on, I'm baffled because James makes some wild statements. He's saying to come and weep and howl for the miseries that are coming upon them. I can picture a man in rags full of truth motioning to the financially elite, waving them over and saying, come and cry. And that's just a weird image. So why is James picking on this group of people? It's because James understands the need for one to have complete dependence on God. So in this verse, he rebukes those who are most likely to live independently from God, the rich, those who may think they can rely on themselves or their wealth to meet their needs or respond to life's problems. It's the same people Jesus is referring to in Matthew 19 when he says, it is more difficult for a rich man to enter into the heaven than for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. Think about it. How would your confidence change in the workplace if you found out you won $10 million? You'd probably make some statements a little bolder because you'd no longer feel like your livelihood is dependent on your current employment. You could find comfort in your massive financial cushion. So neglecting to recognize God's hand in everything, the hand that owns the cattle on a thousand hills. But here is the thing, not all the financially elite are like this. Sometimes riches and grace can coincide. Abraham, the father of faith, was a rich man, and many of Jesus' followers were wealthy and very well off. Barnabas, Zacchaeus, Joseph of Arimathea. What separated all these men was their willingness to give it up. Barnabas sold his estate. Zacchaeus repaid his debt four times the amount. Joseph gave up his very expensive tomb for Jesus, and Abraham was willing to give up his most prized possession, his son Isaac. And this is opposite of the rich young ruler, who would give nothing when he was asked to give everything to follow Jesus. So who James is talking to is not the rich who are willing to give it up for Jesus, who he's talking to are those who are rich and wicked. It's the same group Paul is talking about in 1 Timothy 6 when he's saying that the love of money is the root of all evil. Riches aren't inherently bad. It's the motives for it. The pride, abuse, oppression, cruelty, and the lack of dependence on God that can come with it. 
So what miseries is Jim talking about when he's inviting these rich to come weep in hell? He's talking about their destiny. A time coming when moth and rust will destroy what they cling to. A place with no financial cushion. He even goes as far to say in verse 3 that the corrosion that devours their riches will consume their flesh in burning pain. It's a vivid picture you don't want in your head, but that's why he uses it. To emphasize that you can't love God and money. Loving money will lead to your destruction. Honestly, I feel like this is why I'm not a rich man. God is protecting me from my own tendency to rely on myself. My own self-reliance drives me away from him. And if I had just stacks of cash laying around, it would be really easy for me because I know my heart to not rely on God and not be dependent on him. So what about you? What drives you to financially succeed? Would you be willing to give it up if the Lord required it? Have you put your hope in your financial cushion instead of the Lord? Here's the thing. These verses are for the wealthy and the needy alike. It revolves around where you put your hope and your dependence. So that's the question I leave with you. What are you putting your hope in today? Your finances, your job, your future, a spouse? Is it anything other than the Lord? Guys, that's what's convicted me today, reading James 5. I hope you are encouraged to look at this and not only see the rebuke of the rich, but the rebuke of those who lack dependence on our God. Thanks for listening. Did you know you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? Leaving a review helps others more easily find the podcast and read along with us. So we'd love your help.